Hello, you guys, and welcome back to the podcast. This is Blake, and I'm actually here to give you a quick little update about today's episode. So because Vicky and I could not get together this week uh, to film a fresh episode, you're actually going to be listening to something we recorded two months ago, a few weeks after my unexpected surgery, which you're going to hear all about in full detail from both me and my mom. And I just wanted to kind of set the scene for the time of which this was happening. It was the beginning of March, and um, COVID was still very much and still is, uh, an issue and mask mandates, all sorts of building mandates, capacity mandates, everything was in place. So, um, like being around other people was a challenge, yet alone being in a hospital. So just keep that in mind. Also present day, I'm healing very nicely. The only thing that is going to take some time are the scars that I have. And that will probably take one to three years, believe it or not. Um, and hopefully the, uh, discoloration on my stomach will go away. If not, we'll try some Mederma at some point. But um, without further ado, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we appreciate you. Enjoy. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. This is Welcome. Vicky and Blake. Yeah. We are the mother-son duo. Mm-hmm. And He's today, the son, I'm the mother. <laughs> if you couldn't tell. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about a recent trip to the emergency room that I had. Mm-hmm. A rather scary one. And... Uh, we are we are both kind of traumatized from hospitals, not only because of the pandemic, but also um, there was some other family stuff that happened a year ago, and just a little too similar yeah. with with taking someone to the hospital. Absolutely. But basically, we'll tell the beautiful listeners what happened, and that will be. I ended up, you know, long story short, I ended up needing to have my gallbladder removed. Right. Oh, it was awful. Awful. Uh, and apparently, for the listeners, this is a very common surgery from the doctors and the surgeons. They said that this is one of, if not the most common surgery in America. Who knew? I, I didn't. I didn't know it either. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was actually shocked. I was like, I was thinking though, like, what in my mind would be the most surgery, surgery, Oh my god, I can't speak. What would be the most surgeoned body part or something? <laughs> I would have thought it would have been like broken bones or something. Right. Well, that's not a surgery. Well, they could be. Well, sometimes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, I will tell the listeners that I had started to feel some back issues like just over a year ago. And I thought it was like a chiropractor issue. I thought it was maybe some muscle spasms. Um, I, of course, was communicating this to my mom while I was in LA. And that's something to set up for the listeners. I have recently been in LA for the past five years. And before that, New York City. And before that, I was in college. So (laughs) I've been away from home for a very long time. And we'll actually do a moving back home dedicated episode in the very near Mm -hmm. future. But um, for perspective, I recently moved home. And while I've been telling my mom I'm experiencing these issues... Um, I've been trying yoga, I've been trying stretching, not yoga related, um, right. pain and, meds. You know, mama's like, uh, mom is like the, you know, Dr. Google of it all. Uh-huh. And, doctor, you know, I, yeah, doctor, doctor I kept over here. giving him some things to try. And... Some bombs and salves and yeah. some things did work and, you know, it wasn't constant, it wasn't consistent pain episodes. Um, I've even tried, you know, because I was living in California and LA, I even tried some CBD situations that really didn't help. Although it did make me groggy in the morning. Uh, but ultimately, um, they had been very sporadic and the last time I had it was actually when you were in 
LA and right, Thanksgiving. Right, back in October, yeah. 2020 Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. no. October. October, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'm confusing that with 2019. Um, mom was able to safely get to me, and I experienced the back pain on, like, the last night that you were there. Right. And then I had been fine. I ended up moving back in December, and, you know, here we are in March. And all of a sudden, I recently took a trip to LA for a little work gig and on the Saturday how funny is this I'm just realizing this the Saturday of the weekend I came home that's mm-hmm. when I experienced the issues right eerily similar to your trip and it was bad this time it was the worst it had ever been it had popped up out of nowhere I had changed the bed that I was sleeping in and I thought it was like a, a mattress thing like the mattress is uncomfortable like it really is so I was like the mattress is killing my back but this time I was up for hours and I threw up and it was the first time I had stomach or recognized that I had stomach issues. Flash forward, I'm in New York and I get back and the pain continues pretty consistently for the next three weeks mm-hmm. and it's getting worse. The episodes are long. I'm not being able to sleep. I don't think ever since I came home from LA, I don't think I slept more than two to four hours. It was bad. And then most recently, um, there was a night that I really didn't go to bed, and my mom... And I happened to get up. Yeah, you got up. In the in the middle of the night, and I noticed that his light was on. Of course, I didn't want to bother him, but... And not, it, like, not like the dim light. Like, it was, like, full lamp on. Right. In the middle of the night, 3 o'clock in the morning. Right. So I didn't, I didn't want to knock on the door, which is, like, literally, like, 3 feet from my bedroom door. <laughs> so I text him, or text him, and I said, are you okay? And I didn't hear back from him, and I knew something was not right. It was 12 minutes. Oh, it was 12, I was oh, like, 12 I, minutes. Yeah, I was like, I need to look at my phone. Not for the time, but I let me just look at the phone. And you had texted me 12 minutes ago. Like, Mom, 12 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So, And you said what you said. And I was like, I actually don't think so. I think it's a trip to the ER, but I'm not sure. So Mom comes into my room. I am, full disclosure, just in my underwear. I am so incredibly uncomfortable. I'm in child's pose on my bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing all sorts of weird poses. I'm like stretching to the left, to the right, upside down. Um, you think maybe a going for a walk would help a little bit. So we take a trip downstairs. Right. And that was not helping. No relief. And at this point, reminding everyone, my stomach pain, which is often associated with gallbladder issues, was piercing. Like I had never had the pain that I had in my stomach to the severity it was. But this whole time we never even thought about gallbladder. No. Because- until until we were on the way to the hospital. Yep. And I said to Blake, "What about I think it's I your think it's your gallbladder." And so we were trying to think about, you know, like what did we recently eat because we kind of knew fat was an issue. And like eating fatty foods or consuming fatty foods and uh, for the listeners, I'm on a weight watcher journey. So and also we're just not people to like go out and like get chicken tenders and mozzarella sticks and pizza 24 yeah, seven no fried stuff. We didn't really do that. No. So, um, anyway, we end up going to the hospital, right? We get to the ER and we find out that I can go in obviously, but my but mom I can't. Cannot. How did that make you feel? That really wanted to make me yell. Okay. <laughs> and let me just set the, let us, let us set the scene for you. It is at this point, three 30. We don't live far three 30 in the morning. There's no traffic, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. And we're the only people in the ER. Like, also kind of VIP vibes, but 
you know, not going to brag about that. So we go in and then they're like, oh, yeah, no, 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 ma'am, you can't go. And we like look at each other. I'm in the I'm in like on the other side. And we just look at each other and we're like, what? (laughs) Even though we kind of knew because of COVID. I mean, I understood. So I wasn't going to put up, you know, a fight. But it was really scary. I'm like, okay, so now I have to leave my kid. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he's 31, but he is yeah. my kid. Don't you mean it, 25? Yeah, <laughs> yeah 25. Um, but it's a scary situation. And I know a lot of people all over all over the world have experienced this where you're not allowed to go into the hospital. Yeah. And um, it's a scary thing because when you're with somebody – in the hospital, and people talk to you like the doctor or the nurse, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have another set of ears yep. that are in the room with you. So when you're by yourself and people are talking to you... And, and, and you're, you're in pain. Yeah, and you're just like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then they gave you pain medicine. How the heck are you supposed to remember anything? Correct. And that's yeah. how I felt. Yeah. Like, reflecting on post-surgery. Or maybe you called me in, the, in when I was in the actual hospital, not the ER. And we were talking and I was like, I wish someone else was here because there's a lot of information coming at me. And it's just, I I don't know if I should be asking questions because I don't have a notebook. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember being in the ER thinking, I don't I don't even know what to think. I, They were like, let's give you pain meds. And I was like, okay, like, do I say yes to that? Like, sure. And then the doctor came in. He's like, do you have pain here? Da, 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 da. And I'm just thinking to myself, there's a lot of questions that are being asked. I don't know how to keep track. I'm a very, I can keep track of things mm-hmm. very well, but this was just a lot. I'm in pain. How do I manage it all? Mm-hmm. And then when you get into the hospital, when the surgeon's talking to you, and oh, they say, oh, by the way, we're going to take this out today. Uh, I didn't think I was going to go to the ER and have surgery. Right. My first surgery. Right. Like, I'm sorry, what? And like there's no one else in the room to lay to know what's going on. I have to communicate every single thing that's happening to you. And at one point I sent you a video and I was high. Like yeah, I was high was. on <laughs> I think they gave me fentanyl, like the Michael Jackson drug. <laughs> oh my gosh, that goes into your IV. Wow, that was a different experience. I don't like to be on pain medications. I think I've taken them 3 times in my life for, you know, like surgical or medical needs, but oh god, it was it was crazy, but I ultimately ended up having CT scans, ultrasounds. So they took like 17 vials of blood for me. And then, you know, it was determined that I needed surgery and they booked me into the hospital and I got a room, had surgery. And this whole time you're getting antibiotics too. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I've had, I had like 10 bags of antibiotics this entire experience. I was in the hospital for like two days. Which is not normal for not this. even really yeah for not 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 totally forty eight hours yeah normally this is apparently a procedure that's you know go in one day leave the same day that was not my experience the way the timing and of everything was working but even was... though he was in the hospital since three thirty in the morning yeah your operation wasn't until it was thirteen or fourteen hours later yeah which yeah, is it's crazy crazy. <laughs> But, in the meantime, he's texting me or calling me. We're yeah. talking back and forth. Yeah. And when he's going for surgery, I'm like, make sure someone calls me. Oh, yeah. When he's out of surgery. Because, you know, like when you can go to the hospital, yeah. right, you can sit in the surgery room yep. and wait for the, for the surgery to be done. The doctor comes out. He tells you, blah, blah, blah. Everything's great. 
Well, nothing. Nothing. And I'm at home. I'm like frantic. Yeah. And nobody's calling me. Nobody said anything. And, uh, you know, I'm just like, I'm sure he's fine. And you asked me twice, can you ask someone to call me? But, like, from my perspective, when any anytime someone came to me, it wasn't, I wasn't the first person to start the conversation. It was, okay, it's time for this. Right. Time to do this. And then it was like, okay, and then I forget. But then also, you know, some hospital tea, nurses are very short-staffed right now because of everything that's going on and all the people having to quarantine after exposure and all these things. Oh, and that's another thing. I had to get COVID tested before I could be admitted into the right, hospital. Right. And, and fun fact, when you're admitted into the hospital, if you have COVID, you can still go in, but you have to be kind of shunned to a literal hazmatted section wing of, of the hospital that's covered up like a... Oh my gosh. Like Crime a, scene. It, no, it's like, <laughs> no. if anyone's ever seen, uh, not Final Destination, what's that called? Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. It is like some scientific laboratory status, you know, hazmat, literal hazmat suits and, you know, everyone's infected. So that was also a weird experience passing by being like, what's that? As I'm being pushed in the wheelchair, you know, and it's like, that's a COVID patient. And the COVID patients could still have terrible issues going on. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, and the guy the guy that was next to me in the hospital. Do you remember what I told you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys. Okay, so I didn't have... So in the hospital I stayed in, the room, when I first went in, the person that was sharing the room with me was leaving. So I really didn't have a neighbor in the room for, oh gosh, most of my time in the actual hospital portion. But then after my surgery, someone got brought in and it was this man. (laughs) I feel bad. We live in a kind of rural area, but it was this man who has a farm and was trying to put something on one of his cows. Oh, that's right. That's right. (laughs) And the cow kicked and threw him like 15 feet. And so he was there and his leg was not in a shape that it should have been. (laughs) But, um, you know, shout out to, I don't want to say his name. We'll call him Brian. Shout out to Brian. (laughs) I felt but so of course, bad. had to you know Blake had to figure you know he had to have the conversation of why Brian was there. Of course, what happened? Yeah. You know they probably exchanged phone numbers. Now they're best buds. No, 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 no I'm no. just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I did, I was not that invested in the cow story. <laughs> well, you're on pain meds too. Yeah, so so much pain meds. <laughs> um, well, speaking of hospital, um, what do you exchange at a hospital? Insurance. Okay. Here's something. We've talked about this, but we'll talk about it again. Mm -hmm. When I was like texting you after you had asked me if is everything okay, I said, I'm not sure, maybe an ER thing. My answer was that and like, and not, yes, we need to go to the emergency room because my first thought was, is this covered by my insurance? Yeah. We don't need to go into the type of insurance. No, but but it's a, it's your biggest concern. But I was like, Get dressed. <laughs> yeah. We're going. She's like, put on your clothes. But at least, you know, at least you had the insurance. Yeah. So we knew we, we had something that would cover something. Correct. And like, yeah. worst case scenario, my mom was like really good at this. She was like, you know, if, if you do have thousands of dollars, we will figure something out. And, you know, like, don't let that prevent you from going to feel better. Right. I was like, you're right. You're right. And this is, you know, shout out to everyone who's listening. If you have symptoms or issues, go you can figure it out. Not that this happened, but there are financial 
situation. Yeah, almost every hospital has financial assistance. And you know what? They don't really tell you that. No, because you can get out of paying a lot of your bill. Yeah. Well, you don't want to say get out of it, but because you don't have the finances to pay a $40,000 bill. Right, right. You know, they'll help you. They'll help you with it. So just just a note, don't wait until it's too, you know, it's It's very... Let me just say a very serious situation. I mean, if we waited any longer, it probably would have been really serious because Blake had gallstones and they were moving, and yeah. that's what the pain was. Yeah. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. yeah. The I ended up having gallstones, and my gallbladder was basically gallbladder. We need to talk about. Oh, we need wait. to talk about the gallbladder. Let's talk about the oh, gallbladder. Okay. So we had stones. I had stones, and every time you were stoned. <laughs> every time a stone was moving, trying to escape, mm-hmm. basically. <laughs> Uh, they said that that's what caused the pain. And often, not all the time, but often, stomach, top stomach pain, like under your chest where your sternum area is, connected with back pain, not necessarily in a straight line, but the two at the same time is often gallbladder issues. Okay. But speaking of gallbladder, we were thinking... No, wait a minute. Go back to how this started, why we started thinking. um, Because of the gift that you received. yes, Yes. There is a beautiful... Uh, person her name is margaret and she is someone who follows me i follow her uh with relation to my reselling world right in the posh boss blake world Mm -hmm. and she sent me a super cute gift it was a plush toy of a gallbladder (laughs) it was the best it was such a cute (laughs) gift it was from this place called uncommon goods Mm -hmm. appropriately named right right. and also if anyone has a friend that has medical issues or lost an organ they They have have every organ every organ for you (laughs) it's super cute and you know i love them um and my gallbladder my plushie is purple and super cute but um we needed to give it a name it didn't come with a name it came like with a tag like a beanie baby but it was not specific to the No, it's just the like gallbladder or whatever. So we were thinking of names and, you know, we were like, oh, you know, Brian or, <laughs> you know, puppy, like some, anything, right? <laughs> anything, right. But then I was thinking to myself. <laughs> I this was the best. I don't know why international travel at this point in my life was on my mind. But I was like, what about Charles de Gallbladder? <laughs> That was the best. Charles de Gaulle bladder. Like, we have both been to Paris. We've both been to in Charles de Gaulle Airport. And it is just the most perfect name. So my yeah. plushie that sits on my bed and cuddles me, and did cuddle me through my recovery, still my recovery, is the infamous Charles, Charles de, Gaulle de Gaulle bladder. bladder. <laughs> He's so adorbs, let me tell you. Oh my goodness. Well, so let's talk about recovery. Okay, let's talk, about, let's talk about recovery. Okay. Not rehab, <laughs> recovery. <laughs> Although, I mean, my stomach is like all sorts of lumpy bumpy. You guys, when I got done, which by the way, shameless plug, check out my YouTube channel, Posh Boss Blake. I recently put up like a visual video recovery diary so you can see images of this. But my stomach was uh, surgeoned upon via laparoscopy <laughs> laparoscopic laparoscopic surgery <laughs> laparoscopy sorry laparoscopy <laughs> there's like some doctor laughing i hope 
Um, but basically, when that happens, and I had four incisions, it can happen between two and four. I have a, I do have a stomach, so um, a belly. So I think that's why they needed more. But basically, when they do those types of surgeries, they blow up your stomach with air so they can get inside and do their business, which is weird. So when you have the surgery, you have... I don't want to say flatulence, but like that's what, you know, oh, gas. Yeah. It's... you burp, you know, you fart, all these things. And that goes on for a while. <laughs> and, and also in tandem with the fact that your gallbladder, which processed fat is removed, your body needs to figure out what's going on. So I've been, uh, I was on a strict, what was that called? Antibiotic mm-hmm. at the same time. And still currently a probiotic, but like multiple doses Mm -hmm. in a day more than any traditional daily person should because my body is trying to kill the any bad bacteria but also keep the good stuff yeah and also make sure my stomach knows how how to function and that will continue for a while um i do have a follow-up appointment soon so you know we'll get more instructions on that but um what was from your perspective like looking at me living you know around you with this what was the recovery process like would you say it was easy? Is oh, I wouldn't it... say it was easy. I'd say it was very, very painful. Mm-hmm. And um, it's hard to get up and down. You don't want to laugh. You don't want to... You just basically want to take your pain meds and sleep. Yeah. Because that's what's going to get you through at least the first four or five days. Yeah. I, for whatever reason, well, I guess because it was like my first real surgery, I thought your. I felt like the body would heal quicker like there was no expectation by from this either like well, I, they didn't give you any instructions yeah it was oh, so that's something else followers listeners i left the hospital and the only instructions i had were about my medicines and that yeah, was, that was the only paperwork they gave him they, they didn't give him any discharge notice or, or um discharge instructions, instructions or anything like that yeah so in any event i was you know gonna be mom and i was gonna make that phone call i was gonna call in i was gonna get somebody in trouble you're gonna do it <laughs> i was gonna do it you know my son was here he's they 31 did, but he was here they did i don't know if it was them or i i did a lot of googling after because i was like what is post-op care for this because there's also a, a high chance of complications from this type of surgery purely because of the placement. Right. Like one of the restrictions or um, things you shouldn't do is drive in a car. Other than being taken home, obviously, you're not supposed to be in a car because if the seatbelt uh, constricts your stomach or if you were in an accident and it pulls and yanks on you, your insides are not healed. Right. So like you could literally internally bleed and die. Plus all your muscles are just... <laughs> messed up. They're All your muscles are messed up and... Like, right? Did you know that your muscles, your stomach muscles were that um, useful on a daily basis? No. Yeah. No. We don't oh, realize those things. No. And when we got home and I wanted to lay down, we quickly knew <laughs> that we had to switch beds. I had to take over yes. Vicky's bed mm-hmm. because it was higher off the ground, like double the height of mm-hmm. my <laughs> of yeah. mine. Yeah. You know, I have like a 14 inch platform and then, you know, the mattress, but mom's is like literally double that. But it was so hard to get in and out of bed because, and this is something, you know, it's just like if you get your tonsils out, you don't realize how much you swallow in a day. Just, you know, all these types of things. I didn't realize that you use your muscles so much to just like sit or twist or get up 
laugh like stand up straight stand up straight I you guys I didn't stand up straight for like almost a full week mm. because everything was just pulling me forward um, and it just felt so tight well I think also I would say probably when you hit day seven day seven is when you saw huge improvement and um, yes. and then every day since then yeah every day has been better and better and better I remember I woke up and it was day six or seven. Mm -hmm. And I was like talking to you. We were having coffee. And I was like, oh, I'm standing up straight. And it was very exciting. Yeah, it was. It's very exciting. Yeah. It is. Because he looked like he was about 70 or 80 while he was walking. You guys call me grandpa. <laughs> grandpa. <laughs> he was grandpa. channeling his grandfather. Oh, my gosh. Um, and something else, like, I did not in a day want to do anything other than, like, the first six days. I didn't want... I did not want to do anything other than lay down. Right. But I didn't want to lay down because that was the hardest position to get up from. Mm -hmm. And guess what you need to do when you're hydrating yourself, trying to replenish all the liquids in your body? You need to use the restroom. <laughs> drink and pee, drink and pee. Drink and pee. So it was like such a catch-22 to stay hydrated and stay comfortable. Right. Yeah, it was. But I took pain meds longer than I thought I would. I took it for four full days. I know. He's like, oh, I'll just take them today. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, right. You'll be taking them for a few days. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird. Like, we're almost two weeks, you know, from when this, we're recording this. It's been almost two weeks. Right. And I still have pain. Like, and today. Oh, yeah. Today I had some new pains, like in kind of like the top of my stomach again. Not anything sharp, but just something new that I had noticed. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll bring that up to the doctor at the follow-up. I have a lot of questions for the doctor at the follow-up, you know. So Tell me about your doctor. What about him? Well, he just, like, wasn't, like, um... Oh, the, okay, let's talk about bedside manner. Yeah, let's talk about okay. or the bedside matter, manner that wasn't. <laughs> that, that didn't exist. <laughs> that didn't exist. So there's a thing <laughs> called the internet, and... When I was in the emergency room, I actually ended up having two doctors in the emergency room. One was the one that, like, at 3.30, 4 a.m. came in to check on me. That was one person. Fine bedside manner. You know, hello. Understand you're in pain. What's going on? Second person, again, warm. And then the surgeon. The surgeon. That's mm -hmm. what we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking oh, about the surgeon. I spent the most time with him. Although brief. Still brief, but spent the most time with him. He came in and was like you want to get your you want to get your gallbladder out today and i was like you tell me doc we needed to but like it was so short and so i don't know like all business all business it was just business like it was he is a doctor he is there to do the doctor jobs that is it no warmth no sensitivity no empathy just hi i'm a doctor i'm doing your surgery ready to do it yes or no goodbye and um, in the process of getting all my tests and my CTs and stuff, he was telling me that he also wants to check for a hernia that can sometimes happen because of all this pressure and whatnot. And then also something else. And he was like, well, because we're guys, we forget stuff. So we have to get a female nurse so that she tells us to remember to do that. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> like I know that didn't just happen. Like, I know I'm on pain meds, but like, what is this? So I think he's very well he comes from another place yes meaning another country yeah. so i think he's just the roles are very traditional where he comes from yes that yeah that spoke yeah. to to that because yeah. it wasn't just this one instance so right. when i was in the hospital 
pre and post surgery, he made comments, similar thing about, you know, we're guys, we'll forget it. So we need a woman to remember. And I was like, okay, this is a consistent theme, but like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was just shocked. I was honestly shocked because I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. But I did remember this particular doctor mm-hmm. when my mom, his grandma, grandma. had surgery and did he um, do that surgery no he did not do the surgery his partner did mm. but he came in on rotation on the weekend and i was visiting my mom pre-covid he, of course yes yeah this was like two years ago yeah and uh, so i came in to visit mom and we're talking and then he comes in and he just is like have you been up to walk yet not 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 nothing <sighs> not, you know nothing like hi how you feeling yep. blah 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 have you been out have you walked yet so I knew his personality from there because when Blake told me his name, I was like, oh, I think I know him. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, okay, wait. It's funny you say that because back to my point about the multiple doctors, Mm. when I sent you the first doctor, like first into the ER, we had had both Googled reviews of this doctor. (laughs) And that was a good review. Yeah, it was a good good review. Yeah. But the surgeon. Yeah. Like, he's like a three out of five stars, 3.5 maybe on all of the, there's not a lot out there for him, but the consistent theme feedback was no bedside manner. Right. That was like the thing that needed to be improved upon. But let me just say this. I would prefer him to be a fantastic surgeon. And and not have bedside manner. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Matter. Why do I want to say that? Bedside manner. Okay. Because surgery matters. <laughs> surgery matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to be nice and be a terrible surgeon. I'd rather you be mean to me and then be, like, a stellar. Yeah. I mean, I'd like you to be <laughs> I'd like you to be nice. And a good surgeon. You know, considering that I couldn't have my mommy with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Speaking of walking, though, yeah. I remember they were like, have you been up to walk? Then some of the nurses or something. And I was like, what? Like, no one told me to do that. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. They it want was, you to get up and yeah. Right it was away. a very it was a very interesting experience, and I will say, um, you guys, you are responsible. I didn't get a, you know, TMI here. I didn't get a catheter. That's not necessary for this. But getting up after surgery, you guys, to try to go to the bathroom was a literal joke because you have to prop your hospital bed like almost ninety degrees. You know, <laughs> call me a call me a square. <laughs> And then you have to, like, 99-year-old turn and roll out of the bed, but not slip. And But, but your legs are hooked, at least in my case, because uh, we needed to work on my circulation. They had things on my leg. I don't think I told you this. They had circulation pumpers yeah, on my leg. Yeah, yeah, they do that, yeah. To help, you know, mm-hmm. the healing process. So I get up, I finally get up, and I'm like, oh my god, I feel like I just ran a marathon and all I'm doing is sitting up. Okay. <laughs> And then you have to stand and then you get a urinal to use the restroom. So you don't go into the bathroom, which, by the way, shared bathroom. What? Shared bathroom. It's like a, like, you know, those hotel rooms for, for the listeners, you know, the hotel rooms where you can get, like, if you're a big family with the door to open yes. from both sides. It was that for the bathroom. <laughs> so when so I went weird. into the bathroom, <laughs> I was like, wait, where does this door lead <laughs> I opened it, and it's someone else's hotel room. Hospital room. room. (laughs) Might as well be. You're renting it. You're paying a rate. So you you lock the door. Right. But then when you're done, you have to remember to unlock their door, or else they can't go to the bathroom. That's so bizarre. It was so weird. 
It was so weird. And to use the urinal once you've had surgery, yeah. I just had to stand up and pee in front of a curtain mm-hmm. next to Brian. Well, with you the know, cow. <laughs> at least you were a guy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, know what we would do. Oh my god. Well, I, have no I will idea. say a bedpan, maybe. I don't know. That could have been an option. The yeah. toilet. I will say the toilet was very high. Yeah. In the bathroom. Um, she was just getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe. I was like, wait. So I have to. I'm in the hospital. Needing privacy, and I have to lock the other room's bathroom door entrance for me to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm just fascinated by that. What was that? I don't know. That's like, a, I don't know, it just seems like so 1950 or something. Like, do I need to put a quarter in to make the <laughs> toilet flush too? Like, You'll never, you don't know this, but years ago, way back in the olden days, or what do you say, back in back the day? Back in the day. There used to be places where you had to pay to go to the bathroom. You'd have to, like, put a quarter in and turn the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I Okay, I was around for that, some of that, especially in Paris. Oh, yeah, in Paris that happened. Remember that? Do you yeah. have any money? Do you have any change? I, I was know. like, you have to pay to go to the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> and that wasn't even in a public That was, like, at the Samaritan, the, the mall. Yeah, it was. I yeah. remember because I yeah. needed to go. And it was at the museum. Or no, it was at the uh, at Versailles also. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere you went, you had to pay to go to the bathroom. I was like, What? what? <laughs> very weird but you know they were clean well I they guess. were you know that's what you're paying for but you, you don't have to pay at the hospital but you know what you do have well you to do, do end up paying <laughs> well you do but you don't have to pay but you have to share it Ew, yeah you share it with somebody you don't know you know what though that what that bathroom was cleaned like yeah. every hour because there were four people at one point sharing one bathroom oh my god i mean i didn't use the actual bathroom uh, I only used it pre-surgery. Mm-hmm. I never used it after. I needed to use the urinal because mm-hmm. I couldn't make it over there. Mm-hmm. Also, you're all hooked up in the IV. Oh, yeah, and, that's right. Yeah, and you, you know. got a pole you got to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. You got the blood thing on your, the oximeter on your <laughs> finger. You've got the arm, the blood pressure cuff. You've they don't got make it easy. pain meds. You've got antibiotics. <laughs> you've got, here's some ice chips. Don't, oh my, oh my And you're God. all by yourself. Correct. I'm bored out of my mind. And I don't want to watch TV. I'm miserable. I'm in pain. My stomach looks like Mount Blakemus. <laughs> because it's so puffed up and swollen. Yeah. And yeah. it's still present day. It still is. And it's, you guys, it feels like lumpy, oh my God, like lumpy potatoes. Yeah. I don't know. It's very, it's a very weird experience. It's very hard. Yeah. And very, very bruised. Okay. So Oh bruised. yeah. Massive bruises. Might as well call me well, Barney. I'm not sure where that came from, but almost looks like you had liposuction. It really, <laughs> I, well, it does not look like I had liposuction because they didn't take much out. <laughs> I'd like a refund. Well, okay. The bruises look like light pulse. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. The bruises are like across my entire stomach. Like, yeah, like all the way from side to side yeah, in the like front. Like almost the one on the right side is almost my oh back. Oh my gosh. It was. It is crazy how the... far back that is. But you, we don't know how things are arranged inside. Well, you know, surgeons do, but. Yeah. That's well, they're, everybody's basically the same. Unless you're For the an most alien. part. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well. This has been an exciting, interesting, educational chat experience about the gallbladder. Chat, yes. Charles the gallbladder. Experience. Charles the gallbladder, yes. <laughs> um, so we will end today's episode with a question that is completely unrelated, and I'm throwing this in here to surprise my mother. We're going to ask if you could be, <laughs> because we're going to be in spring soon, if you could be a flower, what would you be? 
Are you asking me? Yes, I am. If I could be a flower, what would I be? Do you want me to give you time to think? I can I can provide an answer for myself. Um, never really thought about it. <laughs> well, it's not a normal question. It's like, oh, would you be an apple today? Like... Okay, so I think I would want to be an annual flower. So okay. one that blooms every year by itself, right? Mm-hmm. Self-sufficient flower. Okay. Yeah, so maybe like an iris. Okay. Or iris is purple. They can be, but they can also be um, yellow. And uh, for the listeners, I am staring at a beautiful bouquet of flowers that my best friend sent me for recovery, and that spurred this question. My flower would be a bird of paradise. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, well, now that I think about it, I'm looking at this um, flower arrangement, which you all can't see. It's quite <laughs> yeah, beautiful. It's but, gorgeous. Um, I might want to be an orchid. These are beautiful orchids. Yeah, these are beautiful pink orchids. And orchids, you know, are unique and different. And boy, oh boy, I am unique and different. Yes, you sure are, honey. (laughs) You sure are. Thanks, son. (laughs) Thanks. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends that we have one. Yeah, absolutely. And I I swear to you, I'm not going to stop yelling at... Blake. Oh my gosh. Should we explain it on the first episode? Okay, quickly. Okay, quickly. Okay, quickly. Yeah. All right. So uh, maybe I'll edit this to be different, but yes. if not, yeah. that's yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, when we were thinking about the name of this podcast, something that I often say when my mom says something I don't like is, stop yelling at me! When she's fully just like telling me to like go and put something in the bathroom. Like... It is so stupid. It's so silly, but it was just an appropriate name and we love it. Yeah. So we thought it was fun. Maybe on a more heated exchange, it'll come out, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I generally don't yell at my son, but for some reason he thinks I'm yelling at I've him. I've said this. I've said <laughs> this phrase yeah, for forever, ever, my whole mm-hmm. life. Like, mom, can we have this cereal? No, honey. Stop yelling at me. Like, it has I mean it really it's it's a misplaced phrase but it's so hilarious yeah. and I love it. And we love to laugh. So if you continue, no, when you continue to listen to our podcast, I think that you will find them to be very humorous mm-hmm. and um hopefully thought-provoking and fun at the same time. I love the way you said that, mother. And friends, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at stop yelling at yeah, oh my gosh, I screwed no, up. No, 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 no. Stop yelling at us pod on Instagram. <laughs> yes. For... Stop yelling at us pod. <laughs> Is that about... all one word? Yeah. Okay. At stop yelling okay. at us pod. Well, you know, I'm not a young youngster like you are, oh so you have to tell me. I know, it's really tough being 17. <laughs> 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 and when you're 17, you want to be 25, you know? Uh-huh. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Yes, thank you. Hope you all have a fabulous week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.